Прекрасно быть в Доме Божьем снова, когда мы можем прославлять нашего Бога, когда мы можем собираться вместе, когда мы можем слышать Слово Божье. Знаете, в этом месяце мы говорим об одном плоде Духа Святого, который является любовью. В прошлом месяце мы говорили о вере и верности. И мы будем продолжать в этом месяце говорить о плоде любви, если вы первый раз в этой церкви, мы говорим о плодах Духа Святого. In perspective, in the context, I want us to look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Я хочу, чтобы мы сейчас прочитали Галатам 5 глава 22-23 стихи. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Говорится тут, плод же Духа, любовь, радость, мир, долготерпение, благость, милосердие, вера, кротость, воздержание, на таковых нет закона. Word, fruit, Когда мы смотрим на слово плод же Духа, мы знаем, что тут оно имеется в виду в единственном числе. Fruits, Это не множественное число, оно не говорится плоды. No nine, uh, Есть девять плодов Духа Святого. Но это является как один плод, но который имеет этих девять качеств внутри себя. И это что-то, что мы сами не можем развить самостоятельно, и оно не растет самостоятельно. But it's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not the results we're expected to achieve on our own good doing. It's what the Holy Spirit inside of us helps us achieve. Where it's step by step. You know, John chapter 15 Иоанна, 15 глава. Verse 4 says, Abide in me. В четвертом стихе написано, Прибудьте во мне. And I in you. И я в вас. When we spend time with the Holy Spirit. Когда мы проводим время с Духом Святым. When we spend time with Jesus himself. Когда мы проводим с самим Иисусом время. He, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to be changed into His image. It is not something that we can do ourselves. We have to rely on Him for Him to make the changes inside of us. I want to look at one parable in the Bible and hopefully through this story we're able to see ourselves in different areas in our life. If you have your Bibles, it's going to be from the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. We're going to read the entire story so everyone will understand what is going on. 
И вот один законник встал и, искушая его, сказал, «Учитель, что мне делать, чтобы наследовать жизнь вечную?» Он же сказал ему, «В законе что написано? Как читаешь?» Он сказал в ответ, «Возлюби Господа Бога твоего всем сердцем твоим, и всей душою твоей, и всей крепостью твоей, и всем разумением твоим, и ближнего твоего, как самого себя». And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus. Иисус сказал ему, правильно ты отвечаешь, так поступай и будешь жить. Но он, желая оправдать себя, сказал Иисусу, а кто мой ближний? And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by a chance a priest was going down the road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. На это сказал Иисус. Некоторый человек шёл из Иерусалима в Иерихон и попался разбойникам, которые сняли с него одежду, изранили его и ушли, оставив его едва живым. По случаю один священник шёл той дорогой и увидев его, прошёл мимо. Verse 32. So likewise a Levite when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. 32 стих. Также и левит, быв на том месте, подошел, посмотрел и прошел мимо. Самарянин же некто, проезжая, нашел на него и, увидев его, сжалился, и, подойдя, перевязал ему раны, возливая масло и вино. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn. And took care of him. And the next day he took two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Посадив его на своего осла, привез его в гостиницу и позаботился о нем. А на другой день, отъезжая, вынул два динария, дал содержателю гостиницы и сказал ему: Позаботься о нем, и если издержишь что более, когда я возвращусь, отдам тебе. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one that showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Кто из этих троих, думаешь ты, был ближний попавшемуся разбойникам? Он сказал, оказавший ему милость. Тогда Иисус сказал ему, иди, и ты же поступай так же. Long story. But when we look in the very beginning, there was a lawyer, a man who, uh, he was a religious person who knew all the laws. He came to Jesus with a question, trying to test him. He wasn't sincere, and that's why probably Jesus went along with the question and answering him. With the assumption that you can earn eternal life. And Jesus says you gotta love. With your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength. 
Love the Lord and then also your neighbor. But it's interesting that we have to realize that the love for our neighbor is not a condition for salvation but it's a fruit of our salvation. By loving our neighbor the Bible doesn't say that's the criteria to get into heaven. But when you accepted Jesus into your heart, the fruit that's going to be in your life is that you will love your neighbor that is on, on next to you. Jesus answered this question in two parts. He says, love your God. And then he says, love your neighbor. We hear a lot about loving God. It's internal. By me looking at you, or you looking at me we can't say how much we love by just physically looking at someone I want to spend the remainder of the time to talk about the other half about loving your neighbor something that is practical something, something that we can see so the question stood before Jesus that it was he asked, who, the, the lawyer asked, who is my neighbor? So when we go back to the story, and we go back to the his, uh, historical content of what was happening, the Samaritans were despised by the Jews. So if we were to look at a group of people, we can see that you have the priest, you have the Levite, you have the Jewish man, you have the tax collector, you have the Gentiles, and then you have the Samaritans. So when you look, there's a whole entire diagram which was ingrained into their culture already. So the question that the lawyer had, when he says, Jesus, who is my neighbor, is basically, Jesus, how far out do I have to really go? I can love another lawyer. Maybe another Levite. We're serving together. But when we're looking further out, but when we're looking at people who we don't even uh, accept, he couldn't imagine loving a person far away. So the question is, what is love? What is the fruit that we're talking about, the love? You know, English is not the best language. When we, when we hear, when we say the word love, we use everything for it. I love Sundays. I love my mother. I love the picture on the Instagram that someone posted. I love my food that I had for dinner last night. I 
love God. Я люблю Бога. And that word love uh, is everything in one word. И это слово люблю, оно как будто может охватывать всё. But when we, look at the, when we look at the Greek language, and it goes down to three words, you got arrows, which is the sexual love between two people. You got philia, which is brotherly love. And then you got agape, which is God's love towards man. So when we look at the Bible and we read anything about the love in the New Testament, it's talking about a different type of love. It's the love of God towards man. So love is more than some kind of feeling that we get inside of our heart when it starts beating super fast. You know, love is more than some kind of emotion. You know, it's more than tears that we have in our eyes. But it shows that love is an action. You know, when we look at the back to the story, and we look at a, at a physical map, and when the Bible says the man was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho, from one, from point A to point B. It was 18 miles for a person to walk. It was a full day journey. This was a road that everyone traveled. Jerusalem was on a hill. 2,500 feet above sea level. And Jericho was 825 feet below sea level. So when you're walking from Jerusalem down, the roads are steep and it goes through the mountains. You know, the history says that there was a perfect place for these bandits, for these robbers to hide. And Everyone knew that. There was a name given for the road called the, the Way of Blood. So when Jesus was telling this story to them, it was something that maybe they were familiar with. When Jesus was telling this story, he didn't say it was a Jewish man that was walking. But speaking to the lawyer and the Jewish audience, it was assumed that it was a Jewish man. So there was a Jewish man that was walking who was beaten and who was left for dead. I want to share with you four points from this story. Number, point number one is the mindset. What am I thinking? Religious versus non-religious mindset. And to help us understand what was going on, everyone knew that if you, you cannot touch a dead person, a person that, because you become unclean. 
ты станешь нечистым. You know, the priests and the Levites, they could have used that as an excuse not to come up to that man that was on the ground. Священник и левит, они могли использовать вот эту, как бы, этот excuse, чтобы не дотронуться к тому человеку и не помочь ему. They could have said, you know, we're going to the temple, we're going to serve. Они говорили, мы пошли в храм, чтобы служить. And if we stop to help this man, если бы мы остановились, чтобы помочь этому человеку, and but God forbid if he was dead, если бы, не дай Бог, он был бы мертв, we wouldn't be able to take part in our, at the temple. Мы тогда бы не могли участвовать бы в служении, в храме. But here the Bible clearly says, но здесь Библия четко говорит, that the priests and the Levites, что священник и левит, were walking from Jerusalem to Jericho, они шли с Иерусалима в Иерихон, meaning that everything they needed to do in work, и это значит, что все, что им надо было сделать в служении, уже все они сделали, Они шли домой. И здесь мы видим это лицемерство в этой истории. Эти люди были с Богом. Они служили Богу. Они любили их Бога. And yet, when they saw this man, their neighbor, They walked right by it. And when you look at the, what Jesus said in the beginning, love your God and then also love your neighbor. You know, they let their holiness prevent them from helping someone. They didn't want to be, they didn't want, they didn't want to get dirty with the problems of somebody else. You know, when we live a lifestyle of avoidance, we keep all our relationships superficial. When we live a lifestyle of avoidance, our relationships become superficial. We keep everyone at a distance so that way we don't get involved in their problems. We don't see their pains or their needs. That's the one lifestyle of a religious person, of a religious person in quotes, that mindset, I'm here to serve the Lord, I come to serve the Lord, and the problems that are around me, that's going to be for somebody else. The priests, they were an expert at law. They knew the Old Testament. That in Exodus in 23, it says they were even commanded to help of the, of a donkey that fell of their enemies. But they're unwilling to help a living person. These people represent who are caught up in the lifestyle of religion. You can come to church. You can wear a perfect tie and a perfect suit, a perfect dress. You can be next to God. You can be in His presence in the, in the same building. But yet not be like Him. So, so you know, the application for our life today 
так применение в нашей жизни сегодня кто же я what is my mind thinking что же о чем вообще я думаю what am I doing every day что же я делаю каждый день when I walk out of this building когда я выхожу из этого how is my life какая моя жизнь Do I act only religious? Or do I show the love to the people that are around me? Number two. Don't hesitate. Don't overthink. You know, instead of weighing out the options, wondering if I have the time or I don't have the time. But to trust God нам нужно доверять Богу. Когда Дух Святой говорит нам, когда мы обличены, чтобы помочь, тогда не нужно сомневаться, надо помогать. Когда самаритянин, он путешествовал, он также не был готов остановиться and help someone else's problem. But he gave what he had. You know, it's interesting that one quote that says, we can quote scripture and recite love and God. But unless we're willing to get involved in someone else's life, we're only blowing smoke. We can say how much we love God. We can cite 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We can say everything in the Bible in the Old and the New Testament. From every Greek and Hebrew translation. But at the end of the day, the question stands, am I willing to get involved into someone else's problem in order to help them. And if I do not choose that, then this author says that we're only blowing smoke. You know, love doesn't just say, I'm sorry for this guy. What a shame that it happened to him. But love seizes the moment. It takes the opportunity. So the question is, for us not to hesitate, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to us today? What is he prompting us to do today? Number three, move towards people. You know, as Jesus is telling this story, you know, it shows that a priest walked by, a Levite walked by, and as these people are listening to this story, they're probably imagining that Jesus is going to say, then a Jewish man walked by. No, that a Jewish man will stop by and help him. But here Jesus changes the entire ending to the story. And he chooses a Samaritan who was considered less inferior to the Jewish nation. And the Bible says when the Levite and the priest walked by, it says they crossed to the other side. 
говорится, что они перешли на другую сторону. Walking, Но говорится, что когда самарянин он шел, говорится, что у него было сострадание, и он подошел к этому человеку. Он подошел к этой проблеме. Когда мы чувствуем, что у нас нет никаких взаимоотношений, Because a lot of times we're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for someone, come up, for someone to come up to us. But a lot of times, we need to take that initiative and come up to somebody. Yes, maybe it's going to be scary. Maybe they're going to reject you. Maybe they're going to say, I don't need your help. But we were the person that took that initiative and we're going to move towards the problem. So when we move towards people, we see three things. Number one is you care. He stopped and took care of the wounds of the person. He had the oil and the wine. He took him, he put him on his donkey. Он положил его на своего He took him to the inn. Он отвез его в гостиницу. He took the time to take care of this person. Ему это заняло время, он пожертвовал своим временем, чтобы позаботиться об этом человеке. But a lot of times, но как много раз, when we see a need coming up, когда мы видим эту нужду, we'll just sometimes donate, make an, uh, an offering. We financially can say someone, give something to someone, just to satisfy our own conscience. When God wanted us to actually be a part of that problem, We put our own conscience down. Because we at least took part in one way. But deep down we knew that I needed to do a little bit more. You know, there's one song that plays on Caleb. You know, that really got me thinking is by Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns Here are the lyrics from the songs. We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us up from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pockets. We keep our missions overseas. But for the hurting in our cities, we wouldn't even cross the street. And then the song goes on. It got to start right now. Lord, I'm starting right here. I'm like the brother of the prodigal who turned his nose and puffed his chest who didn't run off like his brother but his soul was just as dead. But what if the church on Sunday 
was still the same church on Monday. The same church on Tuesday. When we care for the people that are around us. Because when you care, there's also a cost. When this man brought him to the inn, he says, do everything and I'll pay you whatever it costs. You know, the neighbor that we're called to love is the one that we often don't choose ourselves. But the one that the Holy Spirit puts in our life. The neighbor that we're called to love is often not the one that we would have choose ourselves. But the one that comes into our life is the one that the Holy Spirit puts himself. And then there's sacrifice. The Samaritan was also a traveler. He also had places to go and places to be. But he rearranged everything in his life. He rearranged. That he is able to help this person. And the fourth point. Is just do it. You know the Samaritan didn't. Switch the blame to somebody else. You know, he didn't say in his head. He said, maybe there's going to be a Jewish that's going to be walking right by me. Let the Jewish help the Jewish. But he was convicted inside. And that conviction, it turned into compassion. Where he was able to turn it into action. You know, a lot of times, we just have to live our life. We don't have to look for these people. You know, this Samaritan was not looking for this person that was beat up on this road. He was living his life. Maybe going to his home. And here's a situation that arose on the road. And he had a choice. Am I going to stop or not? am I going to help or not and he chose to do it because he says this is who my life is you know Mother Teresa said it the best way she says never worry about numbers help one person at a time and always start with the person that is near to you so as the conclusion comes and in conclusion of all of this Jesus says who was this neighbor who proved to be the neighbor and obviously the answer was the Samaritan but this uh, Jewish lawyer he was unable to say the words even Samaritan and he says you know the one that showed him mercy and that was his answer you know, he was asking who and when do I have to love somebody 
You know, but love does not ask how far do I have to go. But it says what can I do to help you. You know, the Samaritan's actions it demonstrated true love. He had everything to lose he had everything to lose and he had nothing to gain out of this situation and here we see a person a lawyer who is asking Jesus what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom what do I need to do to get in and Jesus is saying the person that is inside is the person that loves so when this man was saying how do you get in that means that he was on the outside so when you look at this analogy we see a person that is on the road a Jewish person who's in a ditch who's in, in sin and then we see an outcast a person who is not accepted by everyone he comes around and helps this person who paid for everything to get him out of this hole and if you can see this fine line that goes through this story is when we see Jesus himself when we were on the side of the road when we were down in our sins there was a person that came into our life who was able to clean us who was able to forgive us who was able to pay for everything to the last penny because he gave his son for us and that is the perfect example for us today as we conclude today you know in John chapter 13 Jesus came to his disciples before he was before he was crucified. He took he took a towel and a basin. A towel and a basin. And he started to wash the feet of his disciples. Yes, that shows servanthood and humility. But at the end of John 13. At the end of John chapter 13, he says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. If we can stand to our feet, before we pray, you know, the love that Jesus gave for us, he wants us to have the same love for the people that are going to be around us to show the sacrificial love to have care and compassion for us not to hesitate for us to have the correct mindset for us to take action for us to get involved in the problems of the people that are around us because there is the one that showed us the example 
потому что был тот, кто показал нам пример. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is telling in your heart today. But I want to say maybe it's your first time in this service. Maybe it's not your first time in this service. And you never even gave your life to Jesus. Or maybe you gave your life to him a long time ago. And then something happened in life where you slowly stepped away from him. And he wants to say for you to come home to come home to come back to the Father who is able to forgive who is able to wash the sins away that is why we come here that is who we worship that is who we praise when we're going to be praying right now and if you never gave your life to him but you want to dedicate your life his, your life to him if you want to surrender yourself you can come forward here and you just say Lord I surrender myself to you you did everything from me and all you want now is my heart with complete surrender let us pray Holy Spirit we want to thank you Jesus for this time for this opportunity that we're able to be in your house, or we're able to hear your word, Jesus, that you are our greatest example. You did everything for us. You gave your son for us. You sacrificed, and you're, and you're telling us to do the same, for us to get involved with the situations that are around us, for, not, for us not to walk past the people that need our help, but for us to have the same love, the love, the fruit of the Spirit, that how you loved us once, you call us to do the same. And I ask you, Jesus, for every heart that is in this building, for you to touch every heart, for you speak to every heart and let us walk away from this place with a transformed mind, with a new understanding that I'm not called just to live a life for myself, but I have a, I have a purpose in life and my purpose is to serve you. My purpose in life is to do the will of God. And the will of God is to see the people that are around us, to call them, to, uh, to help them reach salvation, for them to, to help them enter eternal life as well. And may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray.